Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by Flawless Notes Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter, Silky Johnson on Instagram and Facebook. Good to hear. Look, everybody. Um, and I'm joined by. What's going on, y'all? This is Tall Bianca. Again, you can find me on Linktree slash Tall Bianca. Um, go by Tall Bianca X on Twitter, Tall Bianca JPEG on Instagram, Tall Bianca on Twitch. And I'll be on the other things as well. Just, yeah, find me there. And uh, today my hair was described as like pastel lemon lime. So I'm going to just go with that as my AKA. It's very temporary. It won't last all night. But no, I pa- hope anyway. Pastel Bianca. <laughs> we'll scratch that from the record. Not, <laughs> not, no, no, no. I can stay. Just, you know, I didn't want to, like, this is not where I wanted my hair to, like, end up as far as the color went, the color treatment went. Um, I'm rocking with it because it's, you know, I'm not cutting my hair. I'm not about to cut the shit out because um, I've been growing my hair too long to be doing all that. But, uh, yeah, I uh, put a blue dye in. And this blue dye is stubborn. So it is washed out to the color of toothpaste. But enough about my hair. Let me tell you about this network. Go to flawlessnoises.com. Check out what we got going on. We got a lot of shows going there for you. So you can subscribe to those however you listen to your podcasts. Got a little content for everybody. So find something you like, find something else you like. If you like us, you're listening to this. And keep it going. And from there, if you decide that what we're going is really good, you can support us financially by either making a one-time donation or becoming a patron at a recurring monthly rate. Uh, $2 gets you in the door on that. $5 gets you most of the actual bonus content. $10 will get you all of that bonus content. So if you like what we got going on and you got space in your day for it, even if you don't, you can make space in your day for it. Go ahead on and find us. We really appreciate it. Indeed. And we appreciate you coming back. Uh, we listen, last week was just the worst in timing for us, uh, for both me and Bianca. And that's why we didn't have a show last week, but we are back. We thank you all for um, your understanding. Uh, listen, life be life or not held in a motherfucker. Uh, who God knows I know that uh, as of late, but uh, we are still here to get a show out for y'all. So, um we're gonna do that uh, we have things to discuss so let's go ahead and get into them first and motherfucking foremost um i mean let's just go ahead and get into it let's talk about the nba um the los angeles lakers defeated the miami heat um winning in what six games right one and six yep yeah winning in six games um they defeated the miami heat on sunday Winning the winning the NBA championship um, in the uh, well at this point like the bubble playoffs I guess they're as affectionately called um, making this um, LeBron make making multiple people happy making this LeBron James fourth uh, title uh, Dwight Howard's first um, Rondo Jarrett Smith's second yes Rondo's third or second Ron, Rondo's second. Rondo second. Okay. Danny Green's third. Yeah, his third in six years. Wow. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, sometimes being a journeyman pal. Um my boy, my boy C uh KCP, his first title. Um Kuzma has a title. That is something to think about in the year of twenty. JaVel McGee. Title JaVel McGee. That's two for him. More. Right? Yeah. That's two for him, right? Yep. Um, Got his with Golden State. And uh 
you know, Caruso Hive can celebrate. Uh, <laughs> Caruso Hive. Because Caruso got a title before Harden did. You know what? And I think that's just I think that's just God's will, honestly. <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker plays the same position. Built kind of the same. Got a title before Harden. I'm just saying there are a lot of people that got a title before Harden. That's just all I'm saying. And I just feel like that's God's plan. And you know, I, I was raised not to question God's plan. I'm just saying. <laughs> know that my pity knows no bounds when it comes to James Harden hate. Um, <laughs> just just know that um i okay so we might as well since let's bianca how do you feel about where lebron ranks um now that he has his fourth title um in the in the the grade of grace now remember this is us talking we ain't on a basketball twitter and i'm not saying that to you i'm saying that to the our listeners like we are not NBA like head ass basketball Twitter because them niggas don't be knowing what the hell they talking about most of the time. So <laughs> this is just our opinions. So I think in in basketball discussions, uh, there is it's a fuzzy line, but there's a line nonetheless that needs to be demarcated between center dominant basketball and then wing dominant basketball. And the reason I say it's a fuzzy line is because there was that time where we had both you know we had michael jordan and penny hardaway but then we also had like you know Shaq and it came Olajuwon. so mm-hmm. there was some of that time where it was like wow like you know the ball handlers need to be the ones who get the shine get the glory whatever um but it was still until you know very recently a big man's game first and foremost yeah because of the versatility because so many big men just became like versatile like not not overnight, but it, it it developed rapidly. Gradually, yeah. Like Mark Gasol, you know, I think his last full season starting, he was shooting five threes a game, something like that. Like yeah. that would have been unheard of, like even ten years ago. Um yeah. you you would not under any circumstances have had Shaq shooting threes out there. You just wouldn't have. I, and um, it's, I mean hello. Just Dwight Howard, you know, Dr. might be hello. the might might be the last vanguard of that. And yeah, of that true, like tra- of that traditional, like big man, that traditional big man who, because it was weird, because like that year that they went to the finals, he finished fourth on that team in shots attempted per game. They made so many that you know it's like, oh well, he's shooting seven for twelve. Um, the other guys putting up fifteen or eighteen a night or whatever. So they they had to get their shots because they were a thin team too. They weren't a deep team, but um. After that, yeah, it became, you know, you looked at like the Kevin Durant or, you know, LeBron James or those kind of guys, you know, 6'8", six, 6'10", six, who put the ball Shit, on the floor. seven and, foot in Kevin Durant's case. You know, shot the ball a lot. You know, Dirk was another one who was on that on that tip. Um, and so the game just evolved. And so yeah. now when I'm doing my all-time greats, I find it really important to put that stake in the ground and say, all right, here's how I rank my, my big men, my centers. And here's how I rank everybody else. And so when you talk about the everybody else aspect of it, because that's guards and, you know, swingmen and, and guys playing on wings, um, not necessarily so much guys who play with their back to the basket or rim protectors or whatever, um, or are mainly primarily post options. LeBron is right there. And I said that two years ago, like he's right there with Jordan. 
Yeah, I um, agree. Like the fact that I looked at his because I because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch every game of the finals, uh, but I caught you know I caught what I could, and then I looked at his numbers um, and his efficiency from like uh, the last title that he won, and that was because when was that was that was that the 2016 2017 season? Last title at LeBron was 2015-2016. It was right after I moved back to the States. Okay, 16, yeah. And I looked at his – and then, like, the – yeah. And then now that, that year after that when they went to the finals, and he did pretty much all he could, and they lost um, after that year that Kevin Durant joined the Warriors. And I looked mm-hmm. at his uh, numbers and his efficiency from that 2016 finals, and the nigga – and the nigga was better. <laughs> the nigga was better, like – He's four years older, and the nigga was better than he was the year that they won that title in Cleveland. So yeah. Guess, like, like, he's that, not slowing down. And, you know, Jordan Jordan had the, the 18-month break. I mean, he had the – well, we don't really acknowledge the three-year break so much, but he had the break in between. And he wasn't – he didn't have the deep playoff runs until he had, you know, all of them. But at the beginning of his career, he wasn't winning a lot in the postseason. And so – yeah, people conveniently forget that, you know, because Michael Jordan, they dad, but, you know, that's a whole nother, you know. And, you know, I give Michael Jordan credit for making it to the top and then, like, legit never being knocked off his pedestal. Like, that's – I'm not about to sit up here and act like that's nothing. Agreed. But at the same time, like – so when you look at a Jordan and you look at the guys who came before him, like David Thompson, Marcus Johnson, um, Jerry West, you know, shooting guards, have a sack – who played that, you know, that shooting guard type position were all built like wide receivers, right? You know, guys 6'2 to 6'5, 195 to about 210, somewhere in that range. And Jordan being 6'6, you know, just a hair above, but not a whole lot of 6'6 receivers. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah, that yeah, build, yeah. you know, athletic, you know, cut. If we want to make the comparison, Whatever. it's like a wide, a, a wide. They were wide receivers. He was kind of he was like a slim tight end. Well, I mean, in LeBron's case, he's like a powerful defensive end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. Jordan, Jordan's right there in that wide receiver build. Like you look at that post of him gliding through the eighty-eight dunk contest from the foul line, and he looks like Randy Moss going up to make a catch. Like it's it's. Compositionally, it's the same picture. Yeah. Um, As whereas LeBron looks like fucking JJ Watt. Right. Like LeBron, you know, just yeah, like he's he's just so much larger, and he and and he's never been hurt. Like he had the gro- he had a groin injury that kept him out for the twenty games last season. But like as far as you know, like oh man, like he messed his ankle up real bad, or. You know, damn, he got a shot blocked and a guy came down his form funny. Like, that stuff hasn't happened. And he plays so assertively. Yeah, and so much. And so much, too. Because, like, I think his usage, I mean, it it has, I think, maybe it's gone down, especially with, with the acquisition of Anthony Davis uh, to L.A. But, like, he, he had... It, there has very rarely been a time that I can remember that I've been watching LeBron James where he does not play 
most, if not all, of the game in some cases. Like, remember that one finals, like, the, against the Warriors where he literally played the entire game and did not come out? hmm Like, the – like, I've always made this joke, um, and it's still a joke, but it's kind of like – the, just the physicality of this man, like this motherfucker was made in Cybertron or something. Like this nigga is a goddamn Autobot. This motherfucker is Optimus <laughs> Prime. LeBron is Prime. Yeah, no, it, it's oof. like it is wild how he's been this good this long. Like we've right. we've never seen it's this before. Good. And like for me myself personally. He is one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen. Would I put him above Jordan? I'm getting to that point. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting to that point. And that would just be my opinion personally, you know, in my all-time great list. That would just be me personally. And that would just be my opinion. And that's okay to have said opinion. Like it's okay to have Jordan as your goat. It's just, you know how you niggas get, get about Michael Jordan. It's like, you like Michael Jordan. You think he's the greatest player you ever seen, which is fine. Then you niggas forget that basketball exists outside of Michael Jordan. They really and do. The, and that's the shit that I don't like. Like they talk about the greats and they say, "Oh, you know, it was Michael Jordan and like, like he was just like the singular evolution." No, Isaiah Thomas was an amazing athlete. Um, Correct. You know, Magic was a really good athlete. Correct. Marcus Johnson, David Thompson, really good athletes. I can go on and on and on with that. Like the scale we use now, and because Jordan has persisted in the cultural zeitgeist in a particular way for so long. Um. It comes off as, you know, evolutionary marvel, single singular evolutionary marvel, but the reality was there were so many that yeah, Jordan denied them from getting the title necessarily, but Jordan didn't deny them from being great athletes. And I think that that's a really important distinction to make because people act like there were just zero good athletes back then, and that's just not true. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I put I put LeBron right there. Like he is right at the top. Um, he's top tier. He's he's there with again Jordan and Kobe and Wade and Iverson. Even like those are guys who shifted the pathway of the game in one way or another. I know somebody's gonna chuckle at me mentioning Iverson. They put a zone in the NBA, partially to stop Shaq, partially to stop Iverson. Mm-hmm. So, don't tell me for a second that he did not have like, don't go stat nerd on me to talk about, oh, he shot 31% from 3-1. Don't, I don't want to hear that. And not only do I not want to hear it, but I, I'm, I'm not going to accept it as like something valid to talk up against. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, let's just move right the hell along. Yeah. I think the thing with that is, like, I don't I don't shit on analytics and I don't shit on efficiency. Because, um, for instance, I love Russell Westbrook. Y'all know I do. He is my king. I stand Russell. 
But I'm not gonna be honest and lie like that nigga is always efficient. <laughs> like sometimes he makes some of the worst decisions I've ever fucking seen in my goddamn life. Sometimes, like he, sometimes you look at his, his free throw shooting, his three point shooting. Sometimes and I'm just like Russell, what the fuck are you doing? And then you look at the analytics and like nigga, you are not being efficient for shit. So I'm not shitting on analytics or you know you know stats and stuff like that. I'm just saying that is not the totality of the game, which is to Bianca's point, like zone was implemented for to stop two people in particular, Shaq and fucking Iverson. That they had to make the game, they had to force the game to evolve in order to adapt to them, not the other way around. Right. You know, and that's one of the things, and again, we'll, we'll move on from this, but I might have said this on a past episode actually recently. Um, and that Will Chamberlain said, yo, they changed the game to make it harder on me. Mike, they changed the game to make it easier for you. Which is true, which is another because, thing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, because, I mean, we talk about, you know, it took away hand checking and, you know, people talk about, oh, that basketball back then was, they were tough. They were, LeBron couldn't handle that. And it's like, no, they, they just weren't disciplined enough, so they would just foul a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of that tough nose, you know, defense and grit and all that stuff. That was just like, like when you go to a game, like, you know what? I'm, and again, I'm not saying all, I'm not saying all, but a lot, a lot more than you niggas, you know, who think Jordan is your daddy love to admit. You go back and watch a lot of that footage, a lot of them games. That shit looks like when you play, like when you play five on five pickup and it's one dude and there's one dude that just like, ain't moving his feet and just like throwing his body and shit into you. That's what a lot of them niggas was doing back in the day that y'all wanted me yep. to. Them niggas, a lot of them niggas was not playing good defense. Niggas was just playing. They was, them niggas was playing football and basketball. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And they did change the rules to make it easier for Jordan. You cannot, cause they were beating his ass. Not because they was necessarily better. I mean, granted, he didn't win for a while, and it was a good reason why he didn't win for a while, but they did make shit easier for him. Like, they, because niggas was just playing tackle football and basketball. Which is why Real. it's always funny that, like, people complain about, like, today's players being too soft, but, like, uh, look what, I mean, look what y'all's daddy indirectly did. Like, they legit changed rules and made it easier for him so he wouldn't get his ass beat like literally because a lot of niggas was just by the chicken yep so, but anywho yes moving on um this happened last week and we did not get a chance re to report it because um we were not able to record but we just want to pay our respects to the legendary um, Eddie Van Halen, um, who passed away a couple of weeks ago with after a long and arduous battle with cancer. Um, the legendary guitar, guitarist died. Um, he died at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica Tuesday, uh, that Tuesday. His wife, um, uh, his wife Janie, along with his son Wolfgang and his ex-wife uh, Valerie um, and his brother um, and drummer Alex were by his side. Um, his battle took a turn for the worse with when they learned that within 72 hours um his lung cancer had moved from his brain um from had, lung cancer had moved to his brain as well as other organs um 
and just rest in peace to a legend. Um, I my first my very first Van Halen song that I had ever heard was Dreams because it was on the the first Power Rangers movie soundtrack. <laughs> and I and I love that song because it played at the end of the damn movie. Where of course you know they took put the shot on fucking Tommy and Kim because you know Power Rangers, and that song played. And, oh, they were shipping them so hard. Yes. Yeah, oh my. Oh, uh, they they shoved Tommy and Kim down our goddamn throats, boy. Goddamn. Um. But uh, but yeah, it played at the end, and I remember like just jamming to that song as a damn child, not knowing who the fuck it was. Uh, then when I got older and I was able to look up and search for the context and see who sung it, I was like, oh, that's Van Halen. So I looked at a lot of the discography, you know, at that point, and then I got into a lot of the the mu- the earlier music and the albums and stuff like that, and I just you know, appreciated what their music and then I, their impact and Eddie's impact on the, the music industry as a whole. Um, for example, um, and I didn't know this until he passed, but that guitar, like that epic guitar solo that we all love on Beat It, guess who that is? Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> so just, a, just a, a cultural phenomenon, an absolute legend and a uh, tremendous loss. My our thoughts and prayers, uh, albeit late, um, we do send to his family and loved ones. Um, and uh, just another reminder that 2020 is just, I, what the fuck is this year? <laughs> it's some old bullshit is what it is. Yeah, it, it, it is some old bullshit. It is some old bullshit. Yeah, I would say probably Top of the World be my favorite Van Halen song. Um, Good but they also had a lot of fun songs too. It was another thing. Uh, yeah, they did. I think mine is like okay. Jump was Jump was pretty popular. Running yeah. with the Devil was really strong. Yeah. Um, what's that other one? Uh, I think shit. Why Why Can't This Be Love is probably my favorite one. Mm. That's 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 a jam. I like that one. Um. And then, then I, I do like, and then I still love Dreams to this day just because of the nostalgia. And that's like, again, the first song that I heard. But check out Van Halen's discography. If you're using Spotify, they literally have a This Is Van Halen playlist with like 40 of their songs, if not more. Just go, just click on the playlist and hit shuffle and, and, and get your life, you know, especially if you are just an appreciator of music in general. And like I say, this is a legend that crossed so many genres and, you know, had influence uh, that scope beyond imagination. So do yourself a favor and just listen to some Van Halen in honor. And we just want to say here, rest in peace to Eddie. And also fuck cancer. Fuck cancer so bad. Cancer, like I wish, I literally wish, like I wish within my whole soul and being that cancer was a physical thing that we could all just jump because they did go ahead and jump hello uh speaking i'm sorry i was i was rapping on a very quiet yawn but a very aggressive yawn when you dropped that one in so it's like yeah go ahead and jump it's fine that dope ass synthesizer Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Speaking it's of jumping, awesome. speaking of jumping, um, Miss Miss Mama's um, for, 
Miss Mama's um Cardi B was jumping on her supposedly divorcee um offset for her birthday um in the past week. Um as many of you listening to this are pretty much aware of, unless you were sitting under a rock for the past two weeks. Um Cardi announced that she is divorcing Mr. Set. Uh, we covered it here. Um, she, you know, just said, you know, they drifted apart and, you know, sometimes, you know, relationships get ill, no doubt. Um, situations will arise in their lives. But no. Uh, um, I mean, it's plenty, plenty of situations have arose in theirs because I'll say it, but, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Cardi uh, celebrated her birthday over the weekend. Um Videos went viral of her uh, dancing and t- and twerking on Mr. Set, um, form as as formerly M- Mrs. Set, you know, until the divorce, I guess, until the divorce is final, or whatever. Um, and my thing is, I don't like breakups, and I know that you know, marriage is a whole nother beast and a whole nother animal. Um, but if they are at a good place where they can be not only cordial, but affectionate and obviously having fun with like Cardi dancing and twerking and, um, being on offset like that, like who are me to who are me to judge? Like I think that's kind of where I am with it. Um, and again, cause cause I am, I I feel like they kind of just can't say fuck off because they still co-parenting culture. Um, and maybe you know maybe they still hunting around until the divorce proceedings. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is it doesn't seem to. It doesn't seem to look like anything bad. Now I do have to raise um, a bit of an eyebrow because Offset, you know, did this thing again where he surprised Cardi with like gifts and lavish things, you know, just out the blue, um, just like he did when he fucked up the last time. So I don't know if he's trying to coerce her into not, you know, into coming back and giving up on her you know, divorce proceedings and what have you, because that is a thing that niggas like to do. Um, but, you know, I mean, if, if, if Cardi is happy, I'm happy. That's kind of where I am with it. Okay. I just, you know, it's always, we always talk about in various spaces. Oh, you know, so-and-so is going back to somebody who they say wasn't no good for him. Oh Lord. Oh, hum. Um, but I mean, if 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 they consenting to spending this type of getting this type of in person time with each other in the damn pandemic, then who am I to say not to? Yeah, I will say though, ain't a goddamn mask in sight, and then now that raises my eyebrow more than anything. Yeah, because uh, also you know, mask you know, knows. yeah, because I mean, we also you know, Carter was um, partying with Megan um, for her birthday, and uh, still again, no mask in sight. And listen, these these niggas, and I'm using that gender inclusive and friendly. These niggas uh, with money, y'all must got access to the goddamn vaccine or like forever testing because, like, are y'all inside the NBA bubble? Because nigga, <laughs> nigga, I don't leave this house without no fucking mask. Hell, I wear my mask in the house. No right. So like, 
But I mean, I guess you could do what you want when you know you you got money under capitalism because the rest of us, baby, oof, mm, let me see you in my cash app. But uh, I mean, and also, you know, again, they could Cardi and Offset still could be hunching because I mean, don't I mean, listen, you know, folks do love a good birthday hunching, you know. <laughs> Which who are me to judge? All I'm saying is if Cardi is happy and doing what she wants to do, then I'm happy. You know, uh, if she wants to get back with Mr. Set, I that's her decision. Personally, I don't think it would be a good one. I think, you know, they do a pretty good job of raising culture. You know, um, uh, Cardi has, you know, said that Offset is a good dad, uh, which I believe her, you know, I we that we haven't seen anything to like make us not believe that. Uh, this doesn't seem he is necessarily a good uh, mate or a good partner. Um, probably perhaps a good friend, a good friend, but not a good partner. As you know, Carter said, like they got they started arguing. You know, more more than more than they was in the beginning. They never saw that out of our things. You know, like. And that happens in friendships and you can still be cool, but, you know, limited now, limited, I'm not saying all the time, but like you can disagree and, and argue a bit and, you know, have different opinions and still be friends to an extent, to an extent, you know. Uh, but as far as like a marriage goes, that's a whole nother type of relationship where it's like, y'all got to be on the same page more often than not. Yep. So. But hey, I don't know. Um, I have very either, yeah, me and this particular ex is still cool, or I haven't heard from that ex in years. Same. No in between. <laughs> no in between. Like yeah. either we're like actively cool or we actively don't talk to each other. Yeah, like we have active really friends or like I wouldn't be able to remember your face. Mm. So. Um, speaking of not remembering the faces and exes, um, Dr. Dre's estranged wife um, claims in legal docs that Dr. Dre was violent with her in the past, and she also tricked off why she needs nearly $2 million a month in temporary spousal support while the divorce winds down its way through the legal system and the expenses she lists are eye-popping. That, of course, is talking about um, Nicole Nicole Young, um, as we, uh, did, I don't know if we reported it or we were going to report it last week, but Dre did win um, the legal battle far as the divorce proceedings as of, as of this point. Um, and it doesn't seem like Nicole is backing down. Uh, she wants um, $1,936,399 to cover her expenses. Um, the breakdown includes laundry and cleaning, 10K a month, clothes, 135K a month, education. We had the same reaction, friend. Listen, uh, I <laughs> listen, okay. So let, let me let me briefly empathize. If I wore an accessible shoe size, I might need that much a month too. Continue. Yeah. Um, education, which includes tuition and living expenses, 60, 60 um, K a month. Um, entertainment, 900 K a month. Uh, charitable, That's the one right there. That is the one. That is the one. Uh, charitable contributions, 125 K a month. And more, mortgage, um, 100 K a month. 
telephone, cell phone, and email expenses, 20K a month. Um, yeah, all in all, she says she actually has a monthly nut, that is TMZ's words, not me putting stuff in there, of, I'm assuming that means net, but somebody fucked up in y'all spelling. <laughs> um, <laughs> of 2500 thousand um, dollars. That's what she is asking for in all the expenses. Uh, but in her docs, Nicole says Dre has been controlling with the purse strings denying her the right to use, among other things, her AMX black card. Um, oh, so they are black bank, black bank, black bank. Yeah, the um, Killer Mike will be proud. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We won't talk about that off the air. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, she also claims that Dre um, has threatened her with verbal abuse, uh, f- physically uh, taking things out of her hand, bruising her up and, and such, uh, threatening war. Um, that is what she says in the article. And so forth and so on. Um, I will say this. Um those expenses, um, as I was reading them, um, they did jump out, <laughs> I will say. Uh, um, especially like the clothes and the uh, the education, the I mean, not education, the entertainment one that was entertainment, the yeah, the yeah, 900, that's the, yeah, that's that's the one right there. Um, but I will like, say, I, I really, I really want the entertainment to be itemized, yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna jump off the porch this one time and be that person. I want that shit to be itemized. I'm not understanding the math, and I'm really good at math. So I would like some help. Yeah, that that math, you know, I I I too agree. Like I not to be that person, but that the math, those figures that I read, like something just um wasn't clicking over for me, if you will. But at the same yeah, well, time, yeah, it was definitely not turning all the way over. Yeah, and at the same time, like she is a legend that you know Dre has been abusive and you know threatened has you know he has a domestic um, violence history with her. And yeah, no, I and and listen, I get it, and I believe her. Same, because like, I was just about I truly to say, do. I mean, we literally know how he treated D Barnes. Like we know, mm-hmm. and so with with that in mind, like. Still ask for this bread, but like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's that pain and suffering is a one-time payout, and she's looking for something recurrent. And entertainment is just where it landed. Or I don't know what, but maybe. Yeah, I'm like I said. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm I'm just legitimately wondering in earnest where a ninety thousand dollar a month entertainment budget, like how it happens, like how you get there from. I'm building a budget and I'm building out my asks in this lawsuit. And when it comes to entertainment, 900,000 is the ask. Yeah. I just That's all. Like, again, it's, it's not a lack of belief in her, in her case or a lack of belief in her as a person. It's none of those things. It's just how it's, it's a how question, not a why question. Absolutely. So, but we're keeping up there with this story. I will say good luck, girl, because I definitely believe you on the, you know, domestic violence thing. Again, Dre literally has a history, which is nobody's fault but his own. 
um, it's just that entertainment, baby. That's the that that's the one that jumped out like woof, woof. Mm. But we are going. We just want to know more. We just I would I, I would like to see it. Um, with that said, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back, and then we'll close the show out with more with some HBCU fashions. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, so under normal circumstances, we would just be returning right to the show, and I would edit the break out. But because the show episode title came from the break, you get to hear it. So, get ready for this bonus behind-the-break content. Let me ask you a question though. What's up? When the last time you listened to a designer song? I didn't even. Shit, I is he still with us? Is <laughs> is not. Was the last time you listened to a designer song? Is not future still with us? <laughs> I had. I was listening to uh, artistic on Twitch Saturday, I think. And he was doing parties through the decades. Like he started at seven o'clock and he ended, uh, started at seven o'clock with the seventies. And every hour he switched, you know, eighties, nineties and so on and so forth. And my homegirl, DJ Lady Ryan went on at like 8.45. So I jumped over to her set for a little bit. I was club hopping basically. I jumped over to her set for a little bit. Checked out. She was doing a, she was doing a vote plus 10 thing, which I don't know if you heard about vote plus 10, but basically what it is, is, you know how we make the plea, like vote, but do other shit too. Yeah. Vote plus 10 is basically a guide for that. Okay. And it's like, hey, uh, do you want to draft letters to support the Dreamers? Yes. All right. Boom. Here's the steps. Here's the state you live in. Here's your representative. Click, click, click. Boom. And the thing is sent. And so it gives, you know, not only accessible, but meaningful and impactful initiatives to people who are looking for those things, but don't quite know how. Maybe they just moved or something, don't know what's going on in their state or what have you. And so, especially with voting deadlines coming up, okay. so I will I will get my ballot on Monday. They start they're mailing ballots this week um, because the deadline is tomorrow, and once the deadline is passed, they start mailing them the very next day. So I'm registered. I'm good. It's the last thing I'm doing in my dead name. Whatever. But I was reading through the stuff on Vote Plus Ten, and I was like, this is the information I give other people on like how to do right. Because one of them was an environmental initiative here in Oregon. It was like, I, I invite those folks to events that we throw so that they can table and get people to fill out a postcard. 
either to like again the you know the local EPA department or like the Parks and Recreation stuff like that. The concern is you know they'd be using tear gas on the protesters, and it's like y'all will tear gas protesters, but you won't salt the roads when it rain when it snows because y'all are worried about fucking up the water table. What do you think all the CS gas is doing to the water table right now? Right. What do you think is doing to the soil quality? What do you think is doing to you know? inner city farms capacity to sustain long-term. And so I checked that out, but I was like, I can't really help you a whole lot with this. This is stuff I'm already doing. <laughs> like these initiatives, like, yeah, I'll, I'll click the shit, you know, that just, you know, low impact, I'll pledge to X, Y, Z. Like I'll do that. And um, yeah, I'm like, I'm already doing that work, but <laughs> I'll help you out. My girl, it's all good. So I jumped back over to Artistic Show and he was moving into the 2010s at that point. And he played, I forgot what he played right before, but he played something. And then he started talking about, yeah, this nigga was a one-hit wonder. Like, the last time we was doing election season, he was popping. And now we at the next election, and this nigga not even popping no more. And as soon as he said that, I typed in the chat and I was like, he finna play Panda Watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> And sure enough, he played. And sure enough, he played not future. Yeah, sure damn enough. Because you'll you'll probably remember uh, this as another analog. But you remember when I texted you randomly out of nowhere? I was like, "Yo, when the last time you listened to Fetty Wap?" Yes. You can answer when, when you know you want. But oh, that was oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you again, basically. Oh, <laughs> shit, I really don't know to be honest with you. <laughs> I really cannot give you an answer. Yeah, you wanted to do a whole episode about Fetty Wap. Now you know. Now you don't even recognize that nigga in the streets. I should, shit, girl. I can't tell you last time I listened to that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I truly can't. Oh man! Like I think maybe, and I'm being kind here. Maybe the last time I listened to him was uh, that "Shout Won't You Come My Way" song, and I can't remember what year that song even came out. Betty, wet ass pussy. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Leave that one in the show when you edit. Um, welcome back to the second part of the show, y'all. <laughs> y'all see what the hell I put up with? Uh, <laughs> that might be the show. Time, oh, to be honest. Welcome, welcome back to the to the podcast. Um, you know what? I might insert the ad like I did last time we did sort of a short show. I might just insert the ad somewhere and then uh, just let the whole break play. I don't think we said anything untoward or unbecoming in the break. And if we did, I'll just edit it out. And they won't know anyway. Um, but yeah, I'll just leave that whole little conversation in. Pretty, pretty damn much. Um, so yeah, support vote plus 10. Um, I believe it's .org or maybe it's .com. I, don't remember. I clicked right into it. But uh, yeah, vote plus and then number 10, I think, is how you would get to it. Um, yeah, check that out. Take some local initiatives up um, because as we have said on this show many, many times before and I'm reiterating now, um, we are not vote and that's the end of it, head asses. We will encourage you to get on the ground with direct actions, community initiatives. Basically, just, just take the skills you have and use them to create a better world that you would like to live in. Yes. Right? Because we got we got these skills. We went to college for all this stuff. We just know things. We, we you know, family traditions that we pass on. And I ain't saying, like, go teach your family traditions necessarily, but, like, 
if you know that like a sunrise ceremony is going off for indigenous folks sometime this week because you know this is indigenous people's day that we're recording on indeed if you know they're doing a sunrise ceremony thing sometime this week make a dish and bring it that's a yes. skill you can use organizing um, organizing bring a bring up you know bring a case of gatorade bring you know just yeah Something, something small like that, that will go a long way. Because again, it's it's a case of Gatorade tube. That's twenty four thirsty miles that get quenched. Correct. In the in the abstract. And it matters. So, and don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't. Because again, we must look to our history in order to move forward. And we have to. You can't just pick and choose which ancestors you honor. Because while you yes, no, go ahead. Me. I you, say, you can't just pick and choose which ancestors you not. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, right. You uh, you can't pick and choose which ancestors you want to acknowledge in order to shame people. Um, many of our ancestors uh, did not uh, die for whatever X, Y, Z thing you want to use to shame people, Black people specifically, who maybe are apathetic or apprehensive about voting. Um, and again, for good reason, um, as you know, when we had Ty on here, if you want to, if your weapon of um, choice is voting, that's fine. Um, but again, we are a vote and also do this. And we're also a, if you don't want to vote, and again, this is an Africans only conversation. This is black people. We are a, if you don't want to vote, here are other ways you can be um, just as important, honestly, if not more, because there's, make no mistake about it. There is absolutely a reason that voting is pushed so much that it is, but that's it. Like none of the organizing or grassroots stuff that's on the ground or things that, you know, Bianca um, has been eloquently stating um, with Vote Plus 10 and other things that, you know, we've discussed on the show. It's, it's, it's not by accident that that stuff isn't promoted and pushed enough, but the sole focus of voting and that it is. So don't fall into that trap. Vote if you want to. Uh, we do encourage it, but also vote and do other stuff. And if you meet, like Bianca always says, if you meet people, again, this is Black people specifically, where they are and they are apathetic or just like over the whole voting thing process in electoral college, point them to some, to some directions where they can still be useful and impactful because they're all there and don't let anybody tell you different. Exactly. All right. So speaking of different, we are going to shift gears completely and be trash reading these HBCU fashions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do I want? <laughs> the trash that y'all be on some trash in these fashions, boy. I tell you what, let me see. Where do I want to start? Let me start here. Speaking of ancestors. <clears throat> there was one time me and this other nigga parked to the oaks in his car to fuck. As he, as I'm reading these as is, as he about to nut, I see Booker T. Washington's ghost in the window staring at us. The dick was so good that I was seeing spirits. Tuskegee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, welcome to the Frey Tuskegee. It's been a while. <laughs> right. um, uh, talk about I am not my ancestors. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she, oh yeah, you, you saw something all right. Um, <laughs> talk about the Holy Ghost. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I really I don't know what to tell this young young person. To be frank, um, 
I mean, listen, I would say if dick, if the dick is so good that it has you calling upon the ancestral plane, literally, then that might be somebody you want to keep. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I have no other quarter but to agree with that. That is. I mean, I've heard of seeing stars, but seeing ancestors, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother realm. That, yeah, that's, that's levels to this shit, and that's a, that's right? a and you on the level, highest level. <laughs> You on a level that ain't never seen before. Uh, all right. Well, you know, God bless and um, uh, Kente fist in the air. I guess I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Next one. <clears throat> Shada really left me after I did a little cheating. Like the goat Jay Z said, I was just fucking them girls. I was gonna get right back. My girl, not a true woman. A real woman would have forgave me. Fam, you. Of course. Offset, did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was right there. I mean, what do you, what do you expect me to do? You um, was fucking and you was going to be right back. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, niggas love to just say it was just a dab of cheating. <laughs> right? Dab of cheating. Nigga, cheese just steal some shit you're not supposed to do. And everybody can't for, now. Some people can't forgive cheating. Some can't. That you know how you don't be in that predicament by not cheating. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm glad to be of a generation that as we move into sort of that that next chapter of life, right? Like I'm I'm using capitalistic boundaries for this. I readily admit, but you know, this is. Mostly raising kids into like adolescence, if not their teen years, and maybe there's like home acquisition happening here in the near future, or you know, just just little benchmarks, little, little means of, of of personal victories. And we're entering, you know, mid to late thirties, in the forties a little bit, and more and more people are starting to feel comfortable with the idea of opening their relationships. I really hope that that concept gets to the youth a little quicker because y'all be y'all be running around in these situationships that ain't really serving you at all. Um, when you could be in a, we got an understanding, and just you know understand. Hey, I'm one. I'm like this person's one of many, which is fine. Which is fine. I am somewhat openly advocating for open relationships, but you know, it is what it is. Indeed. <clears throat> All right, next one. <clears throat> the relationship I had with my professor was the best experience. Was the best experience. He came to my football game, sex was lit, and he cared. Then bro went ghost. I felt some emptiness since Benedict. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. <laughs> Read that again. Oh, I will. The relationship I had with my professor was the best experience. He came to my football games, sex was lit, and he cared. Then bro went ghost. I felt some emptiness since Benedict. I didn't know Benedict played football. That's right. <laughs> I did not. 
it, it, I did not expect football and Benedict to be in the same sentence in 2020. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> um, shit. You know what this like, misconnection, I mean, not misconnection. <laughs> you know what this uh, HBCU fashion reads to me? What's that? <laughs> this was this is like if this was like if Carl Thomas was on Grinder. Oh boy. <laughs> what about me like the whole misconnection i was reading i was just like what about me he said you know what really sent me though he said bro went missing <laughs> he said bro went ghost like first of all that professor needs to go to jail because st- professors and students should not be fucking and fraternizing under any circumstances um was wait was this a professor that was one of your teachers or was this just somebody you knew on campus as a professor that might mm. that might impact my opinion uh i don't think we have enough information just to go on to, just reading the the, uh, the fish and i don't think we have enough information to determine that but but let's um, assume the worst. All right, let's go with it. Um, I, I was so, just about to say that. I mean, we assume the worst with these fishes because fuck it. So you playing football on Saturdays and on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you got class with this professor and what film y'all watching? You watching football film or you watching some film of you giving up that throat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are the important questions. <laughs> <laughs> what receiving are you watching? <laughs> oh boy. What 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 ends is you tackling? <laughs> what holes what gaps are you filling? Cause um uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> what kind of We're, sack we talk about? <laughs> we are not good people. No, we are absolutely terrible. But it's fine. Um, Steady WAP and the WAP stands for continue. You know, all right. Next one. My fuck buddy cut me off because he ain't want to do anything to ruin his relationship again. I should I should have just ate my food if I still wanted to fuck him. Fam, you. I'm gonna read that that's one again because it kind of confused me. I'll say that's a really written fashion. Yeah, like, well, I mean, you know, these. I think, know. yeah, it's so you know how sometimes like a catchphrase enters popular Twitter lexicon, and people just go to either end of the fucking world to like work it into something that they're trying to say. Yeah, like right now, the the phrase is "it's the blank blank blank," or the "it's the blank blank blank" for me. Yeah, and. I don't see people like legitimately like trying to like defend themselves about something and they just constantly doing that or whatever. And yeah, this, this fashion just reads like this person just really wanted to use the phrase. Let's just sat there and ate my food. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We're like, on the same page. I'm, I'm questioning the, the validity of this other than the fact that it was from FAMU and I know they don't be lying about these fashions. 
That's true. Like fam, you was one hundred percent honest about these fishings, and that's the and that's the most alarming thing about it. Um, but yeah, basically, this person is saying that their fuck buddy who is in a relationship cut them off because they don't want to fuck up their relationship again. And this person is like, I just should have sat there and ate my food, but this doesn't really fit in this equation. So it's like you said, like they're just trying to take something popular and like make it fit in something that it really doesn't need to fit. Cause you still could have made your point across it that you seem like you wanted more and that was fucking up his relationship again because he was still fucking you again. Yeah, you're trying to be a homemaker, be a proud homemaker. You're right. If you go, listen, if you go and fuck around, st- listen, if <laughs> listen, if you gonna go full tell your girl, you better stand up in that shit. Oh my god, that's a great reference to our bring it back. That's why I did it. Know me, friend. Check that out. Check that out on the Patreon. We got another. We got another fire one coming up this uh, this coming week. Yes, um, we're gonna get that recorded sometime in the very near future and post it for y'all. But it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a real, real good one, and I think y'all gonna really like it. So stick around and again hit that hit that Patreon. That five five dollars a month and check out all of the pre. Well, check out almost all of the premium content for five dollars a month. Up it up five more. Boom bottom. You know, we we're not gonna be like Umar and say how you ain't really had that, but no, you right. up five more. <laughs> I, hey, Avant, sister Avante got to square up, square up with that nigga. Like, ain't no way in the hell you gonna I'm gonna give you money, then you gonna tell me that's not enough, and I'm not gonna fight you. Right? <laughs> like, sister Avante got oh, she got to fight that nigga. <laughs> like, 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 like on 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 concrete. You can't do it, or you can't do this. On concrete. Well, apparently Umar can't do it on Cash App either. Um, right. <laughs> uh, last one, last one, last one. All right. <laughs> I'm going to read this kind of slowly because I want everybody to get what the fuck I'm saying. Reading this confession. <clears throat> I knew I was ugly the moment I used a pickup line in this female on Snapchat and left me on red, but she responded to the same one on my catfish snap. Howard. No, start over. I know you said you was going to read it slow because you want to start over anyway. All right. Because <laughs> ain't no punctuation in this bitch. Um, <clears throat> I knew I was ugly the moment I used a pickup line in this female on Snapchat and left me on red, but she responded to the same one on my catfish snap, Howard. Oh, boy. (laughs) This nigga used the pickup line on a girl. First of all, he shot his shot on Snapchat. She she, she didn't even respond. Then the nigga went on a catfish one, and she was like, hey, big head, I am screaming. Listen, look, bruh, listen. Have you no dignity? What happened? We need that, that video of Stephen A. Smith saying, what happened to our standards? Where are our standards? Sir, have you no... Well, I mean, you a man, and men usually don't have no shame. But still. <laughs> fam, you should have just took, t- 
took the L because now, I mean, you already. I, I I have a feeling that you kind of already knew you were ugly before. Because first of all, you you have a catfish snap, so I mean, you kind of already know that you're ugly. You didn't need this woman's confirmation of leaving you on red on your normal one that you was ugly. I mean, you have a catfish snap for crying out loud. Catfish snap is like slowly submerging my boat right now. Right. I am stifling the laughter at that shit. Like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, first of all, who who's still busting on Snapchat like that, period? And then secondly... I mean, I never really was on Snapchat like that because that shit used to kill my battery. But also, like, no. that sh- listen, look, listen, listen. I don't know how y'all do. I don't know how y'all did it because I tried Snapchat for like a day and my fucking battery stayed below 50% fucking with Snapchat. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good, love. Enjoy. Yo, my shit, you, yeah. Snapchat used to stay just like, oh, you thought you had, you thought you had battery life, huh? Word, you ain't got no portable charger. Boom, take this. Forty-four percent battery. What's good? You ain't you you barely outside your door. Like, well, damn, my phone was plugged in before I left the house. Yeah, well, you open me. It's the consequence. <laughs> right. But uh, but yes, yeah, sir, you are ugly. Just accept it. It's fine. There are plenty of ugly niggas that are listen. You know, it, it there there are plenty of um. Ugly niggas that got gorgeous women because they have something they usually money, um, but they have something else like money, you know, um, great personality, whatever. Listen, an ugly man can prosper. It's just not going to be you. Not with that attitude, it ain't. Not with that attitude. Not with you having a whole nother Snapchat that you admit that you use to catfish women. Like, boy, what? (laughs) Rip that boy, sir! You are you are going to jail, penitentiary. That is like my, that is like my favorite video on the internet. <laughs> uh, but that is it. Uh, we're gonna wrap that up. Um, thank you for tuning in again. We apologize for being off last week, but we are back. Um, and more consistency. I'm Listen, the reason we was off last week. I ain't apologizing. Bitch I mean, <laughs> well, that that that. Um, and also life was just life and, uh, for your boy and for your girl. So thank you all for rocking with us still. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave us some more ratings and reviews. It's been a while since we got them. Um, please, five stars only. No one star woes. And if you only give us four stars, we just think you're being petty. And we don't do that to us because we're not doing that to y'all. Um, we're we giving y'all good stuff over here. Don't, don't fuck it up. Right. Uh, so with that said, we'll be back next week and we are Audi. Peace. Baby.